Welcome to Heinously Uninformed. Where we recap the latest episode of the final season of Game of Thrones. I'm Caroline, and I stopped watching after the Red Wedding, and I have no idea what's going on. And I'm Albert, and I've watched every single episode. had the finale the season eight episode five season finale non-finale the bells yeah what a haunting episode whoa dark dark bloody intense this is what you wanted you wanted blood i kept asking i was like where's the guts where's the blood where is it at i want to see i want to see it all and then guess what i saw it all and i I honestly watched maybe half of the episode because i kept like squeezing my eyes shut and screaming yeah so this was a difficult episode to get through there was some intense imagery going on lots of like carving of people's bodies Mm -hmm. lots of puncturing of flesh, lots of flowing of fluids, blood primarily. Yes. Uh, there was a lot. There was a lot. Um, yeah. I, uh, With that said, though, I feel like the violence in this episode served a purpose. This is what I was sort of harping on with the Battle of Winterfell. Where you saw gratuitous violence, but it was nothing. There wasn't no there compared was a ton to this. Of gratu- but what I, are you talking about? I, to me, the imagery from Battle of Winterfell was. It was harder to watch the way that the zombies moved, like their yeah. bodily animation. That fucked me up. I said I was going to have nightmares. I did have nightmares. I'm not going to have nightmares from this. I'm just squeamish. Yeah. But wait, why do you think this episode had more grotesque violence? Uh, I think it, it went on longer. Yeah. I think a lot of the violence that we saw in Winterfell was when you like kill a zombie, they don't bleed. But everybody in this episode bled. Yeah. There was only blood. Okay, yeah. I th- I think that definitely plays into it for me as well, but I feel it's all sort of contextualized by the loss of innocent lives. Uh you like we like saw a lot of like people getting right. like, innocent. Right. Just people. just right. Which uh I mean in the Battle of Winterfell you just saw zombies or soldiers getting killed. But right. this was a departure of that because you saw innocent children like families it burning. Was brutal stabbing yeah murdering yeah it's pretty terrible yeah there's a lot of characters that like i was either medium about or i like liked them okay and now i'm like you fucking assholes yeah yeah there are a couple people where i'm just like when are they dying because i'll watch that and oh my I god won't close my eyes i'm excited to hear about it let's jump into our recap yes i hope i deserve this truly i do i hope i'm wrong so we start off with um Varys, right? Yes. He's like writing about who the heir is. He's writing about Jon Snow, but I don't know who he's writing to. Yeah, I don't know who he's writing to either. He's probably just spreading the word because that's what he does. He's a, a master spy and he's a gossip queen and he's just sending, he's using children he's to send grown on me so much. Varys? Oh, yeah. You remember him in the first few seasons though, right? But like hardly. And I thought he was just like weird, but now I want to read his blog. He's great. I he's desperately want to read his blog. Yeah. His his downfall, in this, his ultimate downfall in this episode was a bit strange because he's, not only is he, you know, he vocalized that his only concern or his only goal is uh, protecting the, the realm. Right. Which I think is honestly the best sort of mindset to have. Yeah. 
But he's also survivalist, so for him to go down this way, a bit noble, but also just a little bit strange for someone who's survived so many other, uh, like, opportunities to get killed in mm-hmm. the pursuit of being noble. Yeah. That this, obviously, final season, we just got to wrap things up, or fi- series f- finale. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to wrap things up. But it illuminated a point. Um, he's just... He's, his goal is to serve the realm. And mm-hmm. by the end of this episode, we see that not everyone has the same intentions as him. Varys, through his little child spy, finds out that Daenerys is not eating. She is... Oh, is that... Is that who the little girl is referencing? I thought she said he's not eating. Who do you think he is? That Grey was, Worm? I literally like wrote a, like was writing in my notes... Who's not eating? It's Daenerys. They're um, referring to Daenerys. I was like, is it the dragon? Is it John? John's not supposed to be here. Who is not eating? <laughs> so you heard know. he. Yeah, I heard a he. Well, that recon- that changes everything for you. A little girl needs addiction coach. <laughs> All right. Or I need to get my ears checked. She said, or he said, uh, she's, ugh, the girl said she's not eating. Referring to Danny because she's obviously mourning the loss of her close friend and advisor, Missandei. Got it. Yes. Okay. And then the little girl says that she thinks she's being watched, but I'm kind of like, well, you're watching, so maybe you're just paranoid. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I think Varys was just like, uh, it's their job to watch you as well, like the soldiers. But obviously Daenerys, by, we, we learned by the end of the episode, she is uh, getting a little paranoid and a little uh, power hungry. Yeah. But do what, what does this little girl have to do with anything? Have we seen her before? No. Do we know her? No. But okay. children have been used as spies eyes and ears of those who want to work in the shadows uh we also find out that we're in dragonstone you remember that was just a, a weird depart like to go from right they that- were there like the they had like the battle like with the boats and the explosions they end up on the beach and then suddenly they're in king's landing and then now they're back on the beach is that yeah. like are they far apart i don't know the exact geography but i, I can only imagine that it's it's pretty, it's far en- enough for the show, like for the, for it to be noticeable because in the show, like if you notice, if you remember from the previous seasons, they would take seasons to get from one part of like to get to King's Landing. That's from, what I'm saying. Like, like it's how, weird to jump this much Yeah, because space. I'm like, how long does it take for you to get there? You went back and forth in less than an episode and then you're going back to king's landing yeah i i just was the economy of the storytelling here is doing questions uh like weird spatial jumps that we're not really used to but this is the pace we're going at so yeah we're at we're at dragonstone Jon snow arrives i feel like you said when we were watching like why is he here and i also have no idea yeah wasn't he supposed (laughs) to be going by land? I, yeah. From what I remember, he was traveling down the road with the Northern Armies to King's Landing. But I think you also mentioned that uh, this is, like, probably he's coming to, you know, see what Daenerys has up her sleeve in the wake of the news of Missandei's capture and death and their ambush. Oh, okay. I guess because that wasn't, I need to have things explicitly told. <laughs> well, you're the one that told me that. Because I was like, why is he there? And you're like... Well, Miss Hand, I just died. Oh, I guess I did say from the You're mind, like schooling me, which is yeah, fun. Because I was like, if my friend died, if my boyfriend doesn't come and console me when my best friend is beheaded, we're going to have problems. Yeah. Uh, Got it. Okay. I guess I did say that. <laughs> yeah. You schooled me. I didn't write it down, though. I guess because I was like, I don't need to write that down. Yeah. Uh, and then Tyrion uh, snitching on Varys with Danny. 
He's like, you've been betrayed. But Danny, uh, she extracts something a little bit different than what I was expecting. The well, base, she says, mean? John has betrayed me. Right. And, and then she is able to sort of, the way that, that we women sometimes do, where we really are like, oh, no, no, you mean it like this. Yeah. Where technically, if you go about her way of thinking, she told John, don't tell anybody. And then John was like, I have to tell my sisters. And she's like, what did I tell you? Don't tell anybody. And yeah. then he's like, okay. And then he tells his sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sansa tells Tyrion. And then Tyrion tells Varys. And then Varys apparently, obviously, is untrustworthy. Yeah. Uh, well, Tyrion's the one that like snitched on Varys. Because with he's the only character that knows, has the knowledge of John's lineage and is the only one sort of working in the shadows to put him as the king, which is an act of treason against Daenerys. Wait. The previous episode, Tyrion, Tyrion is doing and Varys, that. Tyrion no, is doing it Varys. Okay, is doing okay, that's, that's why. Sorry, that's what I thought. Yes, he, he told, he tattletold, tattletold. Right, because Varys thinks that John would be a much better yes ruler. Yes, but but John keeps telling literally everybody, "I don't want this. I don't yeah. want to be king." Yeah, or whatever he says. Good, John. I don't know why impression. he's. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I hear it. I'm sure the listeners will agree with me. Okay. So I can see how Daenerys, her logic is that John betrayed her because, yeah, like she told him explicitly, don't tell your sisters, don't do it. What's the math property, the transitive property? Like if X equals Y and Y equals Z, then therefore X equals Z. Do you know what I'm talking about? So if John told Sansa and Sansa told Tyrion and Tyrion told Varys, therefore John told Varys, who ultimately betrayed Daenerys. I don't do math, (laughs) which is by the way... (laughs) I had one more note that was just like Daenerys saying like doesn't matter and I I think I think maybe Tyrion was saying like he was apologizing like I'm sorry if me not talking to you about all of this information feels like a betrayal to you but I feel like if we come to a good conclusion then we've done nothing wrong and then she says doesn't matter whoa I don't remember that, but yeah. that's pretty she hardcore. Says, she says something like that. They're definitely laying the track for her eventual just sort of turn to the dark side, which is later in the episode. Yes. But they're just like putting these little seeds of Daenerys She's falling, like descending into madness. Yeah, like she has like all of these candles of brightness, and then each one is just being extinguished, leaving a hollow, solid wax carcass. Yeah, that's a gross image. But well, I mean, I when we like see her, when, so. <laughs> when we see her sulking in her sort of like strategy room, she's got bags under her eyes. She looks uh, she kind of looks little like a little dirty and yeah. weak and bedraggled. Is that a word? And her bedraggled, hair's limp. Yeah. yeah, it's a popular iPhone game too called Bedraggled. Really? My mom plays it all the time. So we're sponsored by Bedraggled. It's guys. called Bejeweled. Okay. Oh. Not bedraggled. There's no such thing as bedraggled. Oh, I believed you. I know. If you call, if you say, "Oh, there's an app for that," I'd be like, "Dope." <laughs> anyway, Varys. Yes, where we are, we go back to Varys's room. He's like burning paper now, yeah. and he's taking off his rings. Yeah, I think he knows his fate because he's hearing footsteps that are not, I guess, children footsteps. Right, and I guess I thought, like at first, I was like, "That's drumming or something," or it was just sound effect, and then I was like, "Oh, this is like his impending." Doom. It's a death march. Yes. On, on the, yeah. It's it recognized. It's soldiers walking down steps, which is different from the light stepping of a child. Right. So he knows his fate. At this point, he starts burning the paper, which we're not sure what it means. I guess we can 
infer that he was just sending notes to leaders around the world to pledge allegiance to John or like revealing information. Yeah. So I think, I don't think the word has gone out yet. I think the same people that know John's secret lineage is are the same people that know by the end of the episode as well. I don't think the word got out to okay. the larger public is sure. what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so Varys takes off his rings and I think he knows his fate and I don't know what the significance is, but uh, I think... I, I, I've missed this character. I don't know if you have the same uh, sort of connection to this character, but seeing him, like, his final moments, the opening scene and the scene, were just, like, really nice performing bits for the... Um, yeah, for I, I came to like him a lot in the last episode when he was talking about the betterment for the people as opposed to protecting the singular person. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that. And then I also just love that he's a little gossipy. And again, yeah, I would just, read his blog. Yeah. His religiously. Raven blog. Yeah, religiously. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 definitely like starting stirring the pot right now. Yeah. Uh unfortunately he's unable to stir the pot further than who already knows John's lineage and he's escorted outside. Uh and we all know what's happening. It's nighttime and Behind da- Daenerys and the sh- emerging from the shadows of darkness is Drogon, her final dragon. Is that really what the dragon's name is? Drogon, yeah. Really? There's three dragons. Rhaegal, I think Ares, and Drogon. And I think Drogon's the final living. Drogon? What are you, are you making fun of me yes, or the show? I'm making fun of the show. That's the <laughs> dumbest dragon name I've ever heard. I, I think it's, ins- they all have, they're all named after someone important, like, Aegon, Ares, I don't know. They're okay. all like. Well, I'm just saying pick a different person Rhaegal, because that's Drogon. fucking lame as shit. Okay. Anyway. I think it's like named after Carl Drogo. Okay. Then do, do Drogo because that's way fucking <laughs> But cooler. it's a dragon. So it's Drogon. No. Drogon. I'm vetoing that. So yeah. You dummy. Not to- you. Daenerys. Thank dummy. you. I was almost going to take offense to that. Please don't. Um. And it doesn't seem like Varys takes offense to Tyrion's betrayal because Tyrion admits straight out the gate, uh, the honorable man that Tyrion has become walks up to Varys, knowing full full well what he's done uh, means Varys' death. And he says, it was me. Yeah. But maybe like a little less wayfish and a little more, a little more strong. (laughs) Yeah. And he, Tyrion puts his hand on him and bids farewell. This nice little like friendly moment between them. Um, cause in previous seasons, these are the characters that have explored the philosophy of the show. Um, these two characters are very smart and brilliant and talk about the morals of the realm, the Westeros. And finally their moral dichotomy is finally coming to an end because Tyrion is doing what he thinks is best. Varys is doing what he thinks is best. And Varys' final words was prove me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yes. And he wasn't. <laughs> I know. But I have to wonder because Daenerys is losing her shit now, kind of. Like, she doesn't trust anybody. She's, like, really, like, telling Tyrion, like, if you fuck up one more time, that's it. Honestly, he should have been fired oh, already. probably, this for is sure. Insane. But I'm wondering, because she's killing Varys, is suddenly, like, are people going to be way more suspicious or are they just blinded by their loyalty? Because she's killing, like... He's been what is it the 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 queen's hand is that Tyrion yeah yes. but no but Bavaris has been that like as well for multiple people over and over not a hand of the king but like he's been a master spy okay like, eyes and ears so of- I guess because she's killing him like 
if he's double crossing her, like he's very good at doing what he does. Yeah. So if he suddenly is dead, aren't isn't everybody going to be like, what the fuck is she hiding? Like, aren't people going to start asking questions? Aren't people going to get a little more suspicious? I mean, by the end of this episode, she's definitely not She's lost her shit. Yes. She's lost her shit. She's one of the people, when she does what she does, I'm like, when does she die? I'm fucking ready. Yeah. I'm ready. So I think that this sequence of events unfolds, and this is when we see Daenerys lose her humanity. She lights Varys on fire sing, uh, by saying Dracarys, and light, like, the dragon hesitates for a second, which was oh, interesting. Oh, does it? It doesn't I, light him on fire immediately. I thought it was like winding up. I thought it was doing no, a nice No, the dragon usually nice does it inhale. immediately on command. Oh. There was no nice inhale. What <laughs> was never... his name? Dragon? Drogon? Drogon. Drogon Dragon Drogon is still way better than Drogon. <laughs> I hope I'm right about this. I'm pretty sure it's called, uh, that dragon's called Drogon. But... It's, it literally sounds like a Beyblade character. <laughs> A ba- you know Beyblade? Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Beyblades. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so step one, kill Varys. Step two, uh, Daenerys is talking to Grey Worm, reminiscing on Missandei, whose only uh, item that she brought over was her collar, the thing that uh, was a symbol of her sla- enslavement. Mm-hmm. And they light that in fire. Uh a powerful scene uh, because it feels like it's signifying the loss of Daenerys's like purity. Like this is the last remnant of a, a real relationship she had mm-hmm. other than John, who right. we see right after yes. you know, Daenerys tells Grey Worm to take, take off. And there's this final moment of kissing and saying their love for each other. And then she says something that really perplexes. We had to like, played back several times yeah and she says uh let it be fear right because she's like he says like you're my queen and she's like only your queen and then they like kind of kiss but it's like really weird uncomfortable lip mushing yeah with, like a lot of teeth gritting in an uncomfortable way and then she says okay let it be fear yeah which i think this is the death of daenerys that we know uh, despite you, I guess people can argue about how earned this transformation was for me. It was not at all, but I definitely felt this was the turning point for the character in retrospect, knowing what goes on these moments where Daenerys burns Varys, destroys the collar and kisses John and basically says, let it be fear. She's ending their relationship. She knows what she's going to do at that point. You think she's ending their relationship? I think she knows exactly what she's doing for the rest of the episode at this moment. Okay. I guess I could see, like, she's making the decision now. Like, I guess I have to kill everybody, but I feel like she hasn't decided to kill John yet. Spoiler alert. John doesn't die in this episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, so we have Let It Be Fear going into the strategy room. Well, the, the makeshift throne room in Dragonstone, where they're discussing their strategy. And Tyrion's pleading, as usual, for this entire season, pleading with Daenerys saying, uh, please do not destroy the city. Yeah, spare the lives of the innocent, please. Uh, uh, however, he's he's able to uh, compromise with Daenerys by suggesting that the bells, uh, which is the title of this episode, signaling uh, the, the, the surrender of the city, means put, like the war is over. They, you've won. Yeah, the surrender of of Cer- Cersei. Yeah, Cersei. Yeah, Cersei Lannister. Yes. And Tyrion 
Uh, doesn't get a straight yes or no answer from Daenerys. Daenerys just nods her head in agreement. And then we find out that Jamie was also captured. And she's like, if you fuck up one more time, dude, one more time, done. Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing uh, the fact that he, I, I, in a way, it almost seems that, I mean, I don't know how contrived, it feels really contrived that Tyrion, uh, spoiler alert, goes and frees Jamie, but that is a obvious, uh, you know, Jamie in that exchange says, I'm going to, you're dead for this. So it seems like Tyrion is going to die the next episode. Probably. Well, mm, depends on, it depends. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. So Tyrion, we see Tyrion with Davos. I think that's his name. You said his name. I did not remember it. I Davos. Think, I think we're talking about the same person. Yes. Pretty much like, can you, like, I hear you're a master smuggler. And then and then Davos was like, I don't think I'm going to like this or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And then cut away. And I'm like, who is he smuggling or oh. what? Yeah. I think we both had a feeling that he would be smuggling Jamie out of. Yeah. Like, I was like, he's probably going to do something with the brother. Yeah. But the, the truth of it is a lot more interesting. Uh, we're just cutting ahead a little bit. The smuggle is revealed that Davos is smuggling innocent folk outside of King's Landing. Escaping While the, the battle is going on. Yeah. So Which... in a way, I think Tyrion had a backup because he did not trust Daenerys to honor their agreement about surrendering the city. I literally hate her. I mean... I don't think you have a right to hate her. I think you have a right. Are you kidding me? I think you have to hate. This is a character that was forced to do this oh, by God. writers. Okay. Uh, yeah. The writer's room. I yes. hate the writer's room then. You there guys. you go. Bingo. All right. All right. If you're wondering where the Hound and Arya are, which I was exact. Like right as they appeared on screen was when I was like to my head. I'm like, where are Arya and the Hound? And lo and behold, they show up right at that yeah, moment. Right then. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I really wish I heard what that smuggle was about. But, oh, here's these characters I was thinking about right. in the same moment. And she's like, she rolls in and a soldier's like, who are you? Or like, why are you here or whatever? And she's like, I'm here to kill Cersei. Yeah. Why do you think the Hound is accompanying her? What do you, What's his goal? I literally have no clue. <laughs> I literally don't get it because I thought, I mean, I know they have like, a like love respect protection whatever for each other yeah but i'm kind of just like for why at this point yeah i mean uh it's sort of teased in the previous episode uh like in vague terms that he wants to go there to like i think kill cersei or kill the mountain but it's explicitly told in this episode uh, uh jumping ahead Sandor Clegane, the Hound, says, uh, "You don't want to look like me. This is like this is what revenge happens. So it's pretty clear that he's going there to kill his brother, to get exact revenge on, because the the scars he has on his face are a result of his brother torturing him as a child." Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So, but um, again, this was something that fans have been clamoring for: the Hound to eventually show up and fight the Mountain, which okay. is what his quest is. Yeah, I kind of. Like, I figured he was obviously going there with a purpose, but I guess it, it wasn't super clear. Um, and I, I wasn't sure because I, I didn't watch. I don't know if you guys know this, but I didn't watch seasons four, five and six. What? You or, or seven. You haven't seen the show before? Yeah. So I was kind of huh, like. We should do a podcast about I this. I know. I feel like I'd have a lot to say. Yeah. 
um, we should call it, oh, because I don't know what's going on, heinously uninformed. Oh. That's a great idea. I like it. But I figured uh, there had to have been a reason. I don't know. I, obviously, there's a reason he's doing shit. I it know. wasn't clear to the audience until it was already done. But it was like... so Alluded here's a, to. Here's a theory I have, Caroline. I think the showrunners had the idea of how the show ended and worked backwards to make that happen. Then why is there so much filler sometimes? I think... So, I mean, uh, just to give you some insight, both... Avengers Endgame and Game of Thrones this final season are sort of culminating in the conclusion of years long uh, like uh, journeys, characters and I think this show is doing the same thing that Avengers Endgame, the, the Russo brothers have uh, and uh, the screenwriters talked about how they penned the story for Endgame and made Infinity War which was the movie that came out last year setting up to that and uh, Infinity War in large like by large swaths of critics was not as good as endgame so this episode for me worked really well because it seemed like a pretty tight episode but all the stuff leading up to that was pretty silly in my opinion yeah i thought last week's episode was really annoying and it honestly feels like they were just working backwards they were just like this is where this character needs to be by the end of the show how do we get there and sometimes yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all right so i guess him like rolling around with aria they're just like well she's going there she yeah. wants to kill cersei exactly who's with cersei the mountain i guess exactly all right i don't know what that voice that was, was. the transatlantic it was a weird transatlantic <laughs> accent though it wasn't quite right so the hound and aria just sort of barge through these uh, northern soldiers uh, to continue their quest of revenge. Uh, meanwhile, the this the following scene, Jamie is imprisoned by is, is being guarded by these unsullied soldiers, and Tyrion has this weird miscommunication with the soldiers. He's like trying to speak their language. Right, he's saying that to them, butchering the language. Yes, and then the guy's like, "What's up? Just speak your own fucking language, dude. <laughs> fucking tool." Yeah, that's true. They they are like we speak English or we speak the native language. The native, yeah. And they're like, oh cool, can I like see my bro? Yeah. Uh, and then he does. Yeah, and this scene really moved me. It was a genuinely moving scene. Um, I even got a little misty, and I don't give a shit. It's crazy. What affected you the most out of the scene? The thanks that Tyrion gave Jamie at the end of it. So they come up with a, a sort of like plan. Like you have to go. The only way that this is going to work is if you find Cersei and there's going to be a dinghy. You guys are going to leave. It will be hard, but this will save everybody. And yes, I know that I am putting my life, I, Tyrion, am putting my life at risk by helping you escape with her. Yeah. So they they say that, but then I got misty because this is probably the last time they're going to see each other. And I think they both know Probably. that. Probably. It is the last time they see each other, I right? I don't think so. Okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. One of these characters has died. I don't think so. One of these characters I straight up really, died. I really, really don't think You're... that they're dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you know, like, the Triangle of Life? Uh, is this Lion King reference? This is a California earthquake zone reference. This is oh. common Oh, wait, safety. Circle of Life. <laughs> no, the Triangle. Yeah, exactly. Circle yeah. of Life is Lion King, but the Triangle of Life... Whenever there is an earthquake or whatever, you're supposed to get next to something 
tall or rigid because when something falls it will fall at an angle and then you will be protected by whatever has fallen a triangle of life if that makes any sense yes so to me spoiler alert there's like a big like explosion at the end with jamie and Cersei. that they end up together uh i think they tri- triangle of life that shit and i think that they will be there that would be an insane twist but i think they will arise anyway <laughs> <laughs> The part that made me emotional was just the way that Tyrion was thanking Jaime for protecting him throughout his childhood and saying that, like, I'm alive because of you and you're the only one that didn't treat me like a monster. And he was getting emotional while saying this. I just think that whole interaction was really well written and very well acted. Yes. In a way, it almost retroactively made me uh, forgive all the really stupid decisions that Tyrion has made in pursuit of protecting his family because of how strong of a performance Tyrion is giving here. Yeah, and I think it's just really clear that that he knows that he kind of can have it all, except for his life. But he Who, can... Jamie? Yeah, no, Tyrion, Tyrion. Because he can have his siblings both live and all of the people if this goes well. Yeah, in a way, yeah, he so is he able can, to justify it. He can it. kind of have it all. Except he knows that he will probably very likely die as a result. Yeah. Yeah. So he, in a way, he was justifying his stupid decision making by saying this is actually helpful for the people of King's Landing. But at the same time, we get this. He just breaks down and thanks him for being the only person. And yeah. that really affected me as well. Yeah. And yeah. It's interesting to see how a little bit of emotional, a uh, little path. Wait, is it pathos? I don't fucking know. <laughs> You know, ethos, pathos, logos. Yeah, it's pathos. Athos, porthos, <laughs> the three musketeers. No, that's not even the musketeers. Oh, man. What is, is it dart again? No, we're not going D'Artagnan. down this road. But pathos is creating an emotional connection, which is why Tyrion's my favorite character. Okay. We've seen him do this multiple times, sort of expose himself, show parts of him uh, that are just so touching and heartfelt. And this was one of them. You were the only one who didn't treat me like a monster. You were all I had. Episode 5 is directed by uh, acclaimed Game of Thrones director Miguel Sapotnik, who's directed the big battles of uh, the show, uh, Hardhome, Battle of the Bastards, Battle of Winterfell, and now... Uh, the, the siege of King's Landing. And now the stage is set for what is expected to be the final battle of Game of Thrones history. Yes. And we see um, they're closing up the gates to keep people out and keep people in. We see that Arya and the Hound are locked in. They manage to run through as the gates are closing. Jamie unable to get in. He's trying to find a way to get in through the gates. Yeah, and he has to find another way in. But fortunately uh, for Jamie, he is no stranger to King's Landing, so he uh, finds some way to move through the city and get to where he's trying to get to. Meanwhile, uh, Danny is on her dragon. What is it? Drogo? Drogon? I think, Drogon. I think it's Drogon. I hope it's Drogon. I literally hate it. That's why I can't remember it because I hate it. Okay. I also hope it's correct. Otherwise, we're going to say the wrong <laughs> dragon name several times throughout the episode. Okay. It's fine. It really, you know what? Doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It does not matter. It matters. No. It does. I don't think it matters. This episode swayed me back, so... 
It kind of matters. Oh my a little God. bit. <laughs> Lord. All right. Anyway, this dragon has Danny. She's on it. She's con- in control. Horribly in. in control. I hate her. Swoops she in. She swoops in. I don't hate her like yet. I don't hate her yet. Weapon of but mass destruction. She is wiping out the boat. Destroys the entire Iron Fleet. Destroys all the scorpions, the crossbows that are are the notorious dragon killers. Destroys all the outer defenses. How are they notorious dragon killers when they've only killed two dragons? They're notorious for the viewers, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I was like, does everybody in fucking King's Landing? No, just yeah. for us. I mean, it, Got I thought... It. Okay, so side, quick side note. Uh, the main... Th- so when we're first introduced to the weapon, the scorpion, it's in King's Landing, in the basement, where you saw that dragon skull. They, okay. That's where they they tested the weapon first. So were there dragons before the dragons? I a guess long, they're long a while ago. ago of a course. long time. They were thought to be uh, extinct. So so these were used to kill dragons ages ago. No, currently. Okay, because then didn't they only kill? Because didn't didn't oh. the Night King, the Knight King, kill yes. the other dragon? That's correct. With a scorpion? No, with his own little magic. Okay, spear. so so this is a notorious since last fucking episode. Correct. I mean, that's one of the biggest like logical fallacies of the show is that. This weapon that could have been created when there were dragons, mm-hmm. however number of years ago, but mm-hmm. was only really created now by Kyburn, who you keep calling as the old frail guy. That yep, but because he is. But apparently, like I think the the show postulates that this guy is a genius, mad scientist, created uh-huh. the weapon that could kill the dragon. But okay. honestly, it's just a really big crossbow. It honestly, doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm like, so you took a crossbow, you magnified it times like eleven. Yeah. Uh, you called it a scorpion, and every time you say scorpion, I get confused because I think that it's going to be like a little, a little scorpion no. dude. No, it's not. Uh, so the dragon just burns everything. Right, and then it just busts through the front of the castle. We have, uh, what did you call them? Golden Seal? The Golden Company. Fuck. I called them the Golden Compass golden, several times. Okay, Golden Seal also I think is like a immunity immunity booster for your immune system. Guys, you should take some. It's really good for you. Okay. Uh Additionally, they are the Golden Seal. I'm going to call them that, even though Don't they all die. Don't call them that. That's confusing. That's wrong. Okay, the Golden... You say so many things incorrectly. Um, For you to intentionally say something incorrectly is so confusing. But I feel like if I keep it consistent incorrect, no, then people know every time I say the Golden Seal, they're you're, like, no. she means the Golden Company. No one's going to think that. Right. It's just wrong. People can get over it. Okay. The Golden Company. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> They're standing in there facing the army from the north. I uh, Is there a different name? The collected armies. Okay, Because we collected saw, saw Dothraki. We saw Unsullied. We saw... I still don't get nerds. Unsullied, but we can't talk about it. We don't we have time. We can't talk about it. It's but, fine. Um, okay. But they're facing each other, and they kind of just keep standing and looking at each other. And I'm like, are y'all going to fucking fight or not? Yeah. Because no one has really fought yet. Like, the dragon has lit a bunch of shit on fire. But I'm like, when are you guys going to just, like, run at each well, other? Well, here's... Here, I think this is what... The Golden Company is not going to attack. Unlike the Battle of Winterfell, they know a strong defense is reliant on, like, holding back the wall. So they were, they're not going to charge. But also the armies of the Northerners, the Unsullied and the Dothraki are not going to charge because of what they know is coming, which is... A dragon. Boom. Which happens and I was caught off guard. Yeah. Pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> I was so caught off guard I screamed a little this, bit. This episode, just side note, is really beautifully directed. There are some really beautiful cinematography going on in here. There's some shots... That I, I, there's, I mean, like, not like grand vistas, like a battle Winterfell, but like really intimate portraits, 
really interesting light sources coming from the sun. Very like Jesus-like imagery going on in this episode, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was really pretty. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I have to say about that. I think it's a lot less dark than the other battle. Correct. Probably because it wasn't winter anymore. I guess so. In the midst of all this chaos, we see uh, little vignettes of what are the innocent lives of King's Landing. We see just like people trying to flee and escape the the town. Mm -hmm. But it's clear the defenses have worn off and the soldiers throw down their swords in in surrendering to the overwhelming forces that are the dragon and Daenerys' armies. They drop their swords and I was kind of like, are they surrendering? Like who... They've just decided. Like, I even asked you, I was like, did they just decide? Like, she wasn't, she didn't tell them. Nobody told them. They just decided. Correct. And I think at this point, this is when, is his name Kyburn? The old man is like, hey, Sersh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boat's on fire. They're burning. The scorpions, they're on fire. They're burning. We don't have anything. So you got to tell us what we should do. And then I think she's crying. And then they drop their swords. Yeah, uh, Cersei does not give the call for surrender, but the soldiers, everyone knows what's They kind of just decide. Correct. Okay, so then Danny's there. She hasn't used the dragon on anything but the scorpions in the ships at this point. Military, correct. So she's now perched on a tower, and I think Tyrion is like a, a little bit back behind her. John is near her. John is in the front lines with Grey Worm and Davos. Okay. Um, okay. I guess the way that they're cross-cutting, the way Correct. it was cross-cut, I was like, they're near each other. They're definitely not. Very far. Oops. Okay. Um, but then they're waiting for the bell. The bell rings. Yes. I'm like, awesome. This is going to take a turn. I don't know what's going to happen because if she's giving up, is she still going to get dead? I don't know. And then none of it matters because now I hate Danny because she just fucking loses her goddamn shit. Yeah. She loses her shit. I'm curious, though, because the episode does a good job of creating this tension and suspense. The first one, before they throw down their swords, I'm like, oh, my God, are they about to charge in the battle to their death? Right, because they're looking at each other for a yeah, while. Yeah, so I thought that, there was a, that was the first moment of suspense. I'm like, I thought, oh, they're going to charge, but then they throw their swords. A moment of subverting expectations. Really interesting. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, no, Danny's going to go in and burn everything because there's no bell sounds. That's the next moment. Right, like, because we're waiting. And I'm like, if she she doesn't, because I was, she did, yeah. I was on her side. If the bell didn't ring and then she, she would lost light her everything shit, then I'm like, you you had no idea. Yeah. And while it is tragic, you did not know. Yeah. But then the bell goes and she does She does too. it anyway. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. Yes. I hate this you. This doesn't make any sense. I got sense. so mad and it's, i don't care about this show but I, know, I got so mad i know i can relate to your anger because it's just not rooted in anything you've seen her trajectory from queen daenerys to mad queen daenerys great and this is what the show's been doing for the past few seasons and this is what i've been sort of vocalizing my frustrations on especially in the last few seasons or the last few episodes where they're paying off a lot of these like short uh arcs that really are not earned so for Danny to go this insane and burn the entire city just I mean, doesn't make any sense. I guess to me, I'm kind of just like, if she surrendered, what I, is she so like bent on proving like I'm fucking powerful? I'm the mother of dragons. Like I was the person that was able to control these. So I'm you have to fucking listen to me. Honestly, I don't know. Everything we can say right now is just speculative because, because, yeah, because we I, don't have any 
explanation leading up to it. We don't see any sort of, uh, other than what I've sort of chronicled, which is my theory, which is killing Varys, killing, destroying the, the collar of her best friend and saying, let it, let it be fear. Mm-hmm. seems like she's made up her mind. Right. Aside from that, we don't actually see any insight as to why she's doing this, which is strange because it's a big deal. Yeah, I got I just got mad because I was like, this is fucking you're literally you just killed yourself doing this. You've committed yourself. You've sentenced yourself. You're so you're dumb. You're so dumb. I yeah. hate her. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was really interested in the I was like so captivated. I'm like, whoa, this show's winning me over. If those bells don't ring and she does light the fire, I'm like, that's going to create some really complex. That would get so complicated. Yeah. Immediately. And I'm like, oh, this is this is when we really see true character. But now we're just seeing cartoonish villainry yeah. coming out of a character that we've been rooting for since season one to have this very nuanced, delicate, delicate build up to becoming this honorable queen to completely be undone over the past season and a half is insane and ridiculous and stupid she should have just had fucking dinner that little girl at the beginning was like i thought you're not about, eating <laughs> i thought you're about to advertise postmates no you guys They're the best way to get p- dinner as yeah, we all know get 10 percent off your first order using <laughs> stop it they the don't just, they don't actually pay oh, us they don't pay us don't use any codes from us. us we don't have codes uh uninformed 10 uh <laughs> so uncalled for so danny loses her fucking shit right and then all of a sudden i guess his name's gray worm you keep calling him i think we're talking about the same person yeah. then just start stabbing people and i got this was I, there were two characters where i was like i want to watch them die danny number one mm-hmm. gray worm number two fuck you yeah hate him yeah, what a he, piece of, like they all dropped their weapons you think you're fucking noble dude no you're a piece of fucking i don't shit. think nobility is in their thought process I what guess. we're seeing is grief unfold and these characters descend into darkness but you're right it's stupid because I it's got not earned. so mad yeah i'm like everybody like they drop their weapons because they're like we don't want to fight and you're like guess what don't care don't care don't yeah. care Brutal, brutal acts so of brutal. violence. This is like when I started really screaming and closing. Well, my this eyes. is when the show really punctuates into it. And I think it's also a bit more difficult to swallow because you see folks who are defenseless. Not only truly soldiers without weapons, you have children, uh, women and children like fleeing the city. Yeah. Just normal everyday citizens getting butchered. One even almost gets like assaulted and like it's implied that this this guy was gonna... about to rape yeah and this is a northern soldier and john white knighting comes in and says like i'm a good guy i honestly was super there for that though yeah like me he, too he kept seeing a bunch of really horrific things happening but then he picked that one and i was like you could have saved someone's life yeah but i'm glad you picked her <laughs> yeah john's eyes uh I, i'm not his performance is always like a hit or miss kid harrington's but in this moment, just seeing his eyes sort of glance over all the carnage was pretty impactful for me. Just to, I, I don't know. It was like a mixture of like, uh, like disgust, but also bewilderment. Betra- like he was like, like confusion. And I think then he was kind of just deciding, like he starts telling people, hey, stop, stop, stop. Like he was like, I need to take 
charged. Like nobody's doing anything down yeah. here. Like not this is not helping. Yeah. With this is just chaos. And yeah. I need there needs to be some form of order. Exactly. And Grey Worm notices this a few times. And I was afraid that Grey Worm was gonna kill Jon Snow. When you said that, I like screamed a little bit more because I was like, if he if he does this I will find him and I will kill him. And yeah. I don't even like this show and I don't even care about anybody, but yeah. I will kill him. But just remember, anytime Starks go to King's Landing, anyone from the North goes to King's Landing, it does not end well. See, I didn't know that because... What you... <laughs> I didn't... Ed Stark got... His dad got beheaded there or his like fake dad. Was he beheaded? Yes. Are you... That was the end of season one. Joffrey yeah. beheaded Ned Stark. Oh, Joffrey... The douchey douche okay also i'm so confused why you like littlefinger because littlefinger was integral in getting ned stark getting killed Look, he betrayed him put the blade do you want to know why throat. i like littlefinger i just love him in that jacket <laughs> that's it that's and it. with our discount code you can get cool jackets like this yeah at... mod cloth don't <laughs> we don't we don't get it we don't know. yeah we don't have any sponsors guys so all of this is happening we don't see jamie for a while yeah and now we see him. He's he's run because he wasn't able to get in through the gates. So he's made his way to the coast. Tyrion had promised him a dinghy, and there was a dinghy. I you don't keep know. saying dinghy. Did it? Did he ever say dinghy in the episode? Yeah, he didn't say dinghy. Is that a, a official Game of Thrones vehicle? Uh, it's not a like Game of Thrones per se, but I know that that is the word for a small boat. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Jamie shows up at the base of King's Landing. And, and there was the Greyjoy man. I don't know his name. Yeah, Hot Topic uh, spokesperson, you're on Greyjoy with his black eyeliner. His guy liner. Which is so insane. I'm not into he, it. He survived, dra- like, the battle. Like, the, his ship got yeah, exploded and he, he like, swam. He, rolls up. Yeah, I say he rolls up. No, he fucking swashed <laughs> yeah. up and was pretty tired, but still manages to put up a pretty good fight. Yeah. Well, he l- basically fatally wounds Jamie. Right. He... Which is why I've been telling you, Jamie did not survive by the end of the episode because if he was triangle-lifed, triangle so life. you say... Love it. He will still die by the wounds that he's I, been inflicted okay, by. Okay, so I thought he would have died by them already. Like the way, so so they grapple, they're rolling. I totally thought that all Jamie would have to do is punch him like literally twice in the forehead with his metal hand. He did that a few times. Yeah, a few times. I'm like, this is not rooted in any sense of reality because that motherfucker would have his skull dented and he would be dead. Clearly not. Euron stabs him. He stabs Jamie. In the side with a, I guess a dagger because it's not super long. Yeah, it's a dagger, but it's like long enough. And when I saw that, I was like, "That's enough to kill somebody." And then he still goes on to keep fighting this guy. And then Jamie ends up stabbing Euron really brutally, really terribly. There was a lot of really gross sounds. I was yeah thoroughly grossed out. This is what you wanted though. You wanted blood, and you got. Ah, I guess you're right. I did ask for it, but I guess I don't think I hated Euron enough to like. He's such a like non character, right? Like I'm he's kind a, of just he's a like, plot device. Yeah, a I think that device. was it. Like he didn't he didn't make any of his own decisions. He just was like told what to do, and he was like, "All right, I guess I'll do it." Yeah, he was just a brutish, cartoonish villain character that right. only served the plot. Yeah, and nothing else. So, but so, he did his like final words were strange. He was I like, was the man that killed Jamie Lannister, or yeah, whatever he it's said. It's like cool. 
Put that on your resume, dead asshole. I know. I'm kind of just like, nobody saw this fight. You're going to, I guess, die thinking that. But literally, nobody is going to yeah, talk about it. And people, it. like, don't already, don't think, like, Jamie was dishonored or dis, you know, because he is known as a Kingslayer. He betrayed the Mad King. Right. Uh, and so he's never been someone, like, prestigious since then. He's always been, like, and in the shadows. And especially since his, like, especially since he had his hand cut off. Like, exactly. all of these things happened where it's, like, he, sure, he once was, like, this, like, noble fighter, this great dude, whatever, whatever, whatever. He had sex with his sister a whole yeah. bunch. And for Euron to be like, I killed him. Ha ha, it's I like, win. Wow, it's good so for you. Stupid. Also, so he's dumb. not dead yet. So. Jamie's dead. Euron's dead. Jamie's dead. not, I don't think. We'll get into that. But we will. We Jamie, have. Jamie manages to get back into King's Landing. Um, meanwhile, the Hound and Arya have also made their way to King's Landing. Yes. And they are standing in the, the, the map room, which is something that Cersei had created in like the end of season five or season six. Um, didn't look familiar to me, so it definitely didn't happen pre-Red Wedding. No, no, definitely not pre-Red Wedding. But it's it's just sort of a visual metaphor for uh, literally standing on the like being on in control of these lands. Got it. And um, the Hound and Arya are sort of reflecting on what to do next, knowing that pursuing any further means death. Uh, Sandor. The Hound tries is to advise. Is that his name? Sandor Clegane is his name. Sandor Clegane. Okay. AKA. We just call him the Hound. The Hound. The Hounds. It's way easier. Yeah. Um. So this is sort of the point of no return for these characters. And uh, Sandor is just like, do you want to end up like me? Look at me. This is what revenge is. This is what happens when you do this. You, this, what your path, this path only leads to death. You right. want to do this. And then Arya's like, guess you're right. I don't know. Does she, is that why she leaves? Is because she's like, like what, I guess I'm just kind of like, where is she going to go now? Like she's already this deep into it. Where yeah. is she going to go? Well, I think this is, uh, again, like another expedited character evolution for Arya. This is the moment where she reclaims her humanity, where she's no longer hell-bent on killing. She's on, she's thinking about survival. Which to me, I feel like nothing bad happened to them yet to who to like in this episode to aria and the hound like they got where they needed to go i guess they like sure they witnessed a lot of like horrible gruesome things but i feel like she didn't even have that much blood on her face yet like that all happens after yeah correct so there's no real motivation here other than their history which was tapped into in this particular moment because this is something the hound could have said at winterfell which i think he did say he's like you don't want to come with me girl right but then she was like i'm going and he's like i guess i'm going too yeah their fates are sealed right gonna die. i guess i'm just like why is Arya deciding right now to walk away like Re- uh, reasons close. the plot because she needs to survive for the next episode to tell john how much carnage she viewed i guess that's exactly what like, again, it's showrunners working backwards. Arya, who is, like, the emotional appeal to John, needs to be the one to tell, set him straight. Yeah. Yeah. Because she saw, like, John saw the carnage from Danny, but but Arya also witnessed it quite firsthand as yeah, well. Yeah, she almost died. Imagine. Like, she, a lot. Yeah. Like, over and over. Yeah. Did she even have a sword? No, she was just running, right? She never really used her sword. 
I she know, probably has one. I feel but like she she, has she was one. fleeing. It was those it was moments just a were lot of really. Running. I guess she didn't need to fight. She was just running. I those move those scenes really uh, affected me. They, they were shot in a way that and like captured in a way that was so frenetic and relentless. Relentless is the word. Uh, it's just constant carnage, constant violence. And you know, you you mentioned a lot of the violence being in your face, but there's a lot of stuff going on in this like. In the sequence, that's not battle. It's just discretion. It's like a, it's like a disaster film, you know? Like Yeah, it felt like I was suddenly watching, like, Blood Diamond or something. Like, it was just like... I've never seen Blood Diamond. So why did you say... I don't it's know. It's like Blood Diamond. What <laughs> the I guess I was it's like... It's like this movie I've never seen. It's like a movie that I know why had did you blood say in it. Because it, it has blood in the title. Well, what were you saying? And we'll recap it. it. To what me, reminds you? It, well, it just, it felt like, yeah, like watching almost like a war movie. Exactly. It's, it's, you're seeing destruction all around, but in these moments. In a really like discombobulating way. Yeah. Because it's told from the subject, subjective view of Arya. It's very, her, you're in it with her. Yeah. Like you're like cramped, like she falls at a certain point. She like dot, dodges, ducks, dives. And you see a lot of violence in the periphery. Like, if you're looking at the edges of the screen, you see, like, mutilated bodies. Oh, the whole time I was very grossed out. But it, in this sequence, it's not in your face. It's just, like, it's there in the periphery. Like, there's, a, like, a stone on top of a man, and his body's completely mangled, and it's really off-putting. It's gross. I'm going to keep using the word gross, even if it's disrespectful to the fallen. It's gross. <laughs> the fallen fictional characters. Yeah, they're Correct. all, yeah. As Arya gets away, the the much anticipated fan servicey battle Clegane Bull has finally happened. It's happened and it's happening now. It was so nuts. It was nuts. So okay, so just some context. I don't think you knew this, but the Hound of the Mountain are brothers. That's the relationship. I feel like there was a reference to it in the first like when Arya and the Hound meet. I I remember her like she says a few names over and over and she yeah. does say the Hound, but I feel like she talks about the mountain too. Correct. They're both on her list, but they're brothers. They're siblings. Right. So I feel like I feel like I knew that they had a relationship. Yeah. Before, and I definitely had said uh, at the very beginning of this season, like when we first see him, you were like, "Do you know who that character is?" I was like, "The Mountain," even though I kind of was guessing. Yeah. Uh, and you were like, "Yes," and then in my head, I was like, "I feel like the Mountain and the Hound are probably brothers because yeah, that would now make why sense. do you think the Hound is so, uh, you know." Out for blood for his brother. Well, you just told me. <laughs> yeah, but what was that? He was. I what, don't why know. Why did you think? I well, I, I guess that I didn't know. I guess also because like people's allegiances are so fucking wobbly in this show sometimes yeah. that it. I to me, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he like ate his fucking dinner one day and he got real <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be out of question because uh, they're uh, from the probably hound. like the north. Yeah, and the hound has killed people for way less than that. That's what I'm saying. But uh, what I told you off uh, during the episode recap, uh, watching the episode, uh, is the the hound was tortured by his older brother uh, as a result of you know his mutilated face. The brother, his older brother, the mountain shoved his face into fire, cool. which is why That's he has awful. such a phobia of fire. Okay. Which I was hoping would come into play in this final battle, which is um, intense. All right. I guess to me, but we don't see, again, whenever we see Arya, him and Arya at first, like there, there's no fire yet. They're just getting into King's Landing. Yeah. They're getting locked in the gates. And then we don't see them until they're saying goodbye. So we don't see them see any fire. Correct. 
And um, as as this like much like this fan servicey battle, uh, well, actually, right before it unfolds, uh, the mountain disobeys an order from Cersei, which is strange because he's become like this. As you learn, mm-hmm. as his armor peels off, a zombified version of himself. Yeah, I was really confused about like it was literally bizarre. like the material that he has made it up look, with. He looked like maggots. You know, like that Nightmare Before Christmas character, the o- Oogie Boogie. The Oogie Boogie dude. Yeah, who has yeah. just, he's like a sack with like maggots inside. Yeah, he just, well, okay. So so he disobeys Sersh, and I'm going to keep calling her that now instead sure. of Sersh. I'll let you go Sersh. Um, we only have one episode left. It's, I know, it's, I've given up. It's I can't so stop you. Thank you. Um, so he, he walks toward the hound and Sersh is like, you better not do that. Uh, come here, bad boy. Yeah. Bad, bad. She Stay at my sp- side. <laughs> and then, um, what's his name? Kyburn. Kyburn. Who is, in a way, the creator of the mountain. Right, so iteration. I didn't know that. You told me that. Okay. Yeah, so I was, it's a very, like, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster right, vibe going like, on here. Right, like, I felt like I he, his helmet has not been taken off yet. He's still wearing his armor yes he's still wearing his helmet he's still like a mystery to me appearance wise i don't know what he looks like i've just seen his eyes be like the whites are bright Mm -hmm. red but when he turns his head to cersei his eyes are like bloodthirsty blood red red, a red that we haven't seen before okay because i wasn't sure if his eyes were always like that no they were super shrouded in darkness yeah because they were still shrouded in darkness but you could see the red yeah and then he grabbed kyburn's head and this is, it happened so quickly. It, what did Kyburn even say? Kyburn was just like, you yeah, dude. do not disobey an order from oh, your queen. Yeah. And then the, the mountain grabs his head, just shoves it. And then that's it. Effortlessly. But you did you see the graphic in imagery going I on I was here? literally writing a note. And you were it like, was, <gasps> and I looked up and I saw like literally it was awful. the you last see? frames. But then I saw a, a tweet when we were setting oh, really? up that was like, Kyburn and then a like smashed watermelon. Watermelon. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it was, and they're like, terrible. and they're like, spot the difference. And I was like, <laughs> I want to retweet this, but I don't want to fucking spoil it. It was brutal. I'm and gonna his, retweet it tomorrow. His eyes were missing because they he had basically bashed in his head. Cool. Completely. I don't need to see, see that again ever. So Good. I'm not gonna rewatch that I mean, or any of it. I'm not gonna watch any of it ever. Yeah. So th- this battle unfolds in a really gruesome manner. The Hound is realizing that this is like an undead thing that won't die right so yeah he throws kyburn um and then i'm trying to think so so search like sees the hound and she's like i'm just gonna i know that was is that was so funny so people talk about people people talk about they always reference an irish exit yeah heinously uninformed what the fuck is an irish exit is that what this is i mean so are the, they either are they either really long or they're really short i know no, it's one or the other no an oh. irish exit is tell me it's based off a, a stereotype associated with irish folk who get too drunk and leave parties without saying goodbye to anyone oh so this is an irish exit where she's like it's more of a it's more of a like a it seemed like one of those cartoon moments where like a character's like 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 a daffy duck okay, going so like it's, it's and not like even away. like an irish exit it's just like i'm going to go i mean it could away. be yeah i just wanted to use the word she irish <laughs> exited i think i think in this context it works she had herself an irish exit <laughs> all right I'm southern sorry. accent i don't know why i said that um so she leaves and then and then they tussle and that's when the helmet comes off of the mountain and I see, I saw him and I was like, oh, 
oh, does he got that grayscale thing? Like, is that what? Yeah, you said grayscale, which is, I taught you about, but it's you not You did, but it's also not what he has going on. And then I, I, and then you were telling me he was reanimated. By Kyburn. By Kyburn. And I was like, oh, that's why he looks super fucked up. Also really fucked up that he killed Kyburn so easily when that guy made him alive. Probably like he probably died, what? 12 times mm-hmm. it looks like he probably died at least 12 times and then was reanimated because he looked really fucked up yeah really fucked up so they fight for a, a long minute until the hound seems like he's about to lose the the mountain is lifting up the hound by his neck puts his thumbs on his I eyes i started screaming so loudly at this part the thing is uh i think i was also sort of squeaming in my squirming in my in my seat because this is a this is not the first time he's done this sort of fatality move. He's done it in a really iconic Game of Thrones fight sequence where the mountain kills a beloved character by smashing his head in using that move. So we are all expecting I be that spoiled. to happen. It was not, it was not Littlefinger, was it? No, it was not Littlefinger. Okay, good. You want to know? I'll tell you later. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you later how he dies. You're going to hate it. I feel like he was probably stabbed. That's the traditional way to do it in this show. Yeah. And well, yeah, tradition. Yeah. And as tradition would have it, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be stabbed. Exactly. Or maybe at this point. But this show's about breaking tradition because the hound uh-huh. stabs the mountain in the face. Well, in the yeah, eye hole. in the neck a couple times and then in the eye hole. Yeah. And this is eventually the move that gets him killed because he's stunned. The hound leaps at him they both fall through the tower tumbling to their death into the fire right and i was yelling at this point i was like so that's it you both die it was completely unnecessary just fan servicey there was no real message behind it no it was dumb because neither of them won yeah there's no it was just it was gratuitous it's pulp it's popcorn yeah and i felt very nauseated after that because of the eye shit it was too much like i literally was like i i'm queasy so the Clegane Bowl ends with fiery, expl- or just them falling to a fiery death. Uh, in the periphery, you also see sort of green fires, which is something that has been going on throughout the episode. And I literally was like, what the fuck is that green shit? That's wildfire. This is, you should know this. A big battle, a battle of Blackwater happened in like season two, season three. Don't. Where Tyrion, which was pivotal in sort of fending off King's Landing from Stannis Baratheon using this wildfire. The wildfire was sort of seeped into the ocean. They lit it on fire and exploded the invading army. Wait. It's wildfire. Yes. So is it like a gunpowder kind of thing? It's some sort of chemical that's like has the qualities of fire, but like is much more vicious because it doesn't get extinguished in sim- like in the same way. So, so is the dragon dropping... No, I think there are reserves in the city. Uh, so, oh, was this part of their defense, the city's n- defense, well, and then it was lit, and then they're like, "Fuck this backfire." I don't think so. I think those were just reserves because uh, Cersei has weaponized that before. I mean, Tyrion did for the Battle of Blackwater, but Cersei, when uh, in season six, I believe, uh, the religious group of um, King's Landing was becoming too powerful. She eventually. Uh, blew up the church using wildfire of course she did um which killed uh what was that uh the door the girl that you were a fan of 
I don't know. What she she's uh, she's from High Garden. She's she's the oh Natalie Dormer. Natalie character? Dormer. Yeah, Marjorie. She I Cersei love killed her. her. Oh, and a lot of characters God. because they're all in that church at that same what time. What a horrible woman. So that the the wildfire that you see exploding is just residual like reserves that are just catching on fire and doing more. Damage. Okay, so it was just like a visual thing. Correct. Got it. I was like thinking it was pivotal because we see it we see it in two kind of major shots. And I was like, oh, this is going to mean something. And I took notes. And then guess what? Like most of my notes, doesn't matter. Like most of this show, it's just it's just doesn't adding, matter. It's a texture to the show. It basically building on the, the narratives that we've seen prior. So Arya's like, now we see her. I mean, cross cut between the, the battle that the Hound is having with the mountain. We have Arya running through... King's Landing. Yeah. And we see her uh, encounter um, this woman and her daughter. And we've seen this woman and her daughter several times. And I was trying to figure out, do we know them? No. Are they familiar? Again, it's like one of those moments where it's sort of trying to give a face to the innocent. One character sort of representing all the innocent families and children. Um, I kind of imagined like this show. Okay. It's expensive to make this show. Right. So I was like, if they had an Indiegogo was one of the perks, you get to appear on screen. Ooh. And I, I, to me, I was like, so this woman just donated a fucking shitload of money. (laughs) And they were like, cool. You are a featured extra. I I don't know. That's really interesting. How do they go about casting this character that is basically a stand in for all the innocent folk they're getting murdered. right she represented the whole yeah. yeah but um but i really don't think they needed an indiegogo for this show <laughs> yeah I don't and think i don't so think either. they needed to have a perk being auctioned off as like if you donate 10 million dollars you get to be a featured extra correct just an idea because i couldn't figure out why the fuck i couldn't i didn't piece it together that it was the representation of the innocent so you just thought who is this cameo yeah, i was like yeah because then i was like is this a cameo is she like a country are singer? they setting up a, her own spinoff tv show right westeros a country singer yeah like who's this rapper exactly no one knows yeah, because um i don't know if you know this but ed sheeran made a cameo appearance i in the show. heard about it Mm-hmm. And people were like, yeah, he sang. And I was like, of course, Ed Sheeran yeah. fucking sang. People hated it. But this I'm was not sure a they did. No. OK. It was just like a yeah. standard woman. And it's it. this is like sort of a brutal short film going on. Arya sort of trying to save this girl and her mother as we see so much brutality being uh, subjected to innocent folk. Right. And for some reason, she was like, you guys, we have to leave. You all have to leave or you're going to die here. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like. I feel like if you go anywhere, you're probably going to die. So then she kind of drags them out of this like safe haven that they had found. Uh, and then they almost get caught up by the Dothraki soldiers. The mother does. The mother does. And then there's like a shrapnel and then the dragon comes and then Arya passes out. And then when she wakes up, they're dead. Yeah, I was. I thought uh, Arya was dead too. It was such a long pause. I'm like, oh my god, did they just right? Kill and she's Arya? just like covered in dust. And I was like, if they don't even sh- well, to me, I was like, is she dead? And then I was like, they would have showed it. Yeah, they would have sure. fucking showed it for sure. Um, and we are able to identify that this mother and daughter have died because the the daughter was uh, was holding her toy, a toy horse, before she died. Yes. Uh, and then we see this in the ashes of destruction. Literally the ashes of dead people falling on top of Arya. It looks like snowing. Yeah. But it's really just ash and fire and, and destruction. We see a, a damaged horse in the distance. Um, 
bloodied at the feet, not of its own blood, but of the victims who have been perished because of Danny's recklessness. I hate her so much. I know. And Arya grabs the horse, sets off on a quest to potentially right the wrongs of what Danny has done. Yes. Um, and while all that was happening, we we must not forget to mention, uh, we are then in the crypt, um, and uh, Jamie is there with Cersei, and Cersei starts crying because they, I think um, they're approaching where, where Jamie had intended to like exit and get to the, it's called a dinghy, the small boat. Mm-hmm. They were going to go, but then there's so much rubble. And so, yeah. so Cersei just starts weeping. She gets super emotional. She's like, I want this baby to live. I don't want to die like this. I don't want to, it all to end at this. Mm-hmm. Um and he's trying to soothe her. And then we see just rubble, like the the room that they're in, all of the the sort of halls leading up to it just sort of collapsing. And then it collapses around them. It collapses. They die. Nah, dude. Triangle of life. But they both died. I guess I, I still feel like they could try to catch us and be like, just kidding. The way that people like always. They're dead. No, they backpedal. Caroline, back- they're so dead. Writer's room, they backpedal. Caroline, they're dead. Showrunners backpedal. Caroline, they're dead. They backpedal. They're dead. I will fight you on it, this. No. In any case. Ring the bell. You're wrong. I'm, Surrender. I'm like a little peeved about what went down with with Brienne. All oh, of yeah. that. I was because I feel like we're probably never going to see her again. Yeah. And I, agree. I, I hate that. Like the last that we see of her is her just being fucking crushed. Yeah. Reduced to. I mean, there's no. There was no point. There, but the, OK. OK. So to be fair, there's no shame in showing emotion. There's no inherent weakness to it. But oh, for sure. When paired with a character who has been known for their, I guess, hard shell, non-emotion, duty first before anything mm-hmm. persona to transform within the span of. 90 minutes to a weeping woman holding a blanket over her nude body was a reduction in character that was a little bit sexist. Yeah. I mean, also, the optics of this show is also a little strange because you have a mad queen Cersei and a mad queen Danny Mm -hmm. fighting over the throne. These just like two crazy women. Yeah. Unfit to rule. We need men. We need Jon Snow, yeah. a level-headed leader who doesn't want this, a yeah. humble leader, a yeah. Beto O'Rourke. Oh, he's so he's so humble and so good at ruling, and he doesn't get a period. So yeah. you know what? Balanced as yeah. well, 100% of the time. Again, I don't think they were intentionally doing this, but the optics of it, you can't escape it. It just feels a little icky. Sure. How do you feel um, about the final episode? One more. One more. Um, I think... I think... Th- I kept being like, I don't know how they're going to like, there's so much that needs to happen in two episodes. I don't know how they're going to do it, but there's also not a lot. I feel like they covered a lot of ground in this episode. Yeah. So I feel like, especially if, and I'm going to say if Jamie and Sersh are dead, if they're dead, then there's less ground to cover. Yeah. I mean, the final death count, including Jamie and Cersei, include Euron Greyjoy, uh, the Clegane brothers, and Kyburn, mm-hmm. leaving the like the major characters left Jon Snow Daenerys Grey Worm Davos Tyrion where is are we ever gonna see Sansa again I hope so Sansa's been such a light of a character right I think I've loved her this whole season and I don't care about the show but I love her uh Littlefinger was murdered by Sansa and Arya what boom I like her a little less. Now I want you to. But I know, I'll, I'll I know you, that he deserved it because <clears throat> of what he did to her. I'll tell but. you. I'll tell you next week who exactly was wielding the weapon and how it all unfolded. 
Okay. That's your big little That's tease. my little prize yeah. for finishing the series. Yeah. For me, uh, this episode was really excellently, excellently directed. It made an impact on me in ways that I wasn't expecting, considering how upset and frustrated I was with the previous episode. Uh, still not appreciating appreciating how the show's sticking the landing, because it's not. It's just rushing through things in a really silly uh, like, if you think about it too much, you just get frustrated. Yeah, I got super frustrated. Uh, with but there things. were moments in this episode that really affected me, uh, including Jamie and Tyrion's sort of emotional connection, uh, seeing the brutalities of war, the viciousness of uh, the, the, I guess, violent nature of Daenerys and her soldiers. Um, there, there's a lot to enjoy from this episode disregarding how it got here. I agree. I think they, like, are covering their bases, but they're, like, going out of their way to be, like... To, to really set certain things up to make everything just seem very convenient. Exactly. Yeah. They they had the idea for where the show ended, working backwards. Uh, uh, it was really revealing how much they wanted to end it here. With that said, I'm enjoying, I enjoyed this episode, but I don't know about the next one. We'll see. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That has been season eight, episode five, The Bells. One episode left. One episode to recap. I'm, uh, this has been a roller coaster journey of an uh, experience for me. I'm, I'm so thankful for everyone who's listened, and I hope you stay tuned for the final episode. Yes, please stay tuned. I'm excited to see how it all ends, considering I have watched like literally only half of it. With Game of Thrones concluding, Heinously Uninformed will return to cover a new show. We're definitely discussing watching uh, some movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Pikachu has been suggested. Oh my god! Hobbs and Shaw. Have, we we got to yeah. watch it. The chapter two. I haven't so seen excited. like any of these. I've never seen. Uh, what is Hobbs and Shaw? What is that? Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff of the Fast and right. Furious. Right. I've never seen series. Fast and Furious ever. I have. I didn't see the first it. Um, Toy Story four is coming out. I maybe saw the second one. Yeah. I did see the first one, obviously, but yeah. I didn't see third one. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of movies. If you guys have anything that Please. you want us to cover. Yes. So we are taking suggestions for what TV shows we will tackle next. Uh, but please consider one of us has to know about it. The other person doesn't. Right. Also, one of us can binge watch it. Exactly. We're down. I, but I'm, to be fair, I'm really excited to do a little role reversal. I want to be on the receiving end of a lot of jokes and being made fun of. Yeah. I want to be the uninformed in the heinous. So if you guys have any like cool reality shows, I love reality TV. I think Albert hates it. I love the great British Bake Off and Queer Eye. And I love old America's Next Top Model. And yeah, like 2010. You rewatch yes, old episodes. I'm rewatching old seasons. I love the Bachelor franchise. Um, so let us know if you guys have any recommendations. We could also dig into older shows. Lost was recommended to us. That's definitely on the table as an option. I will only be watching probably the last season again because that's just the way that we do it. Yep. Today is a special day. It's Mother's Day. So just sending out a nice little heartfelt happy mother's day to all the maternal figures in your life but we also want to give a little shout out to a podcast we guessed it on today called the finger guns podcast uh they graciously graciously invited us to go uh partake in their comedy-based podcasts where guests are invited to explain their hot takes and you can follow them on their social media handles at go finger guns on twitter instagram and probably facebook page Yes, it was so, so much fun recording with them. Um, And uh, 
You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Caroline Danger. You can find me on Twitter at Caroline is Rad. Albert, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Flipping Mechs. Uh, just want to give a little shout out to the cool lighting setup in here. We, uh, Caroline also bought a cool gun sword thing that we took photos with. And yes. we'll be posting some images on our social handles. So Check follow us out. there. Yeah. Um, and then also a special shout out to my friend Russ Haskins who made our intro music. You can find him on Instagram at the busker is dead. He's super talented. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. If you guys want to leave us a review, we would love that. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.